I don't know what Svechki is. And my partner's mom, you don't have Svechki in Bulgaria? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. What is it? And then she, she shows me this plum. I was like, oh, it's a plum. And she was like, well, it's what the Germans say, though. Like, we don't say pflaume. Welcome to One Day in Vienna. Our guest today, Miglena Hofer. Name Miglena Hofer. Geburtsland Bulgarien. Ankunft in Wien 2012. Familienstand. Verheiratet zwei Kinder. Beruf Unternehmensberaterin und Netzwerkgründerin. I'm your host, Lauren Love, and welcome to this podcast where we're going to be uncovering those memorable anecdotes about this magical city that, let's face it, we all love and hate in moments. The expats featured on this show will be enlightening us as to how they navigated becoming a local in Vienna, often with a splattering of hilarious culture clashes to boot. And today I am joined by the amazing Miglena Hofer, business consultant and co-founder for Austria for Beginners. Hi, Miglena. Hi, Lauren. So we're asking people about their interesting stories of how they moved to the city or a day that was really special for them. Could you tell us why you first came to Vienna in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I came for love. I am Bulgarian and it's very common for where I come from for people to want to immigrate, but it has never been an interest for me ever. I absolutely never imagined myself living anywhere else outside Bulgaria because I loved my my surrounding. I loved my my friends. I loved my education, the profession I'm going to in gonna be into. So it was never for me like a thing to immigrate. Um, but then I met my husband <laughs> and the way it happens, we met at this international conference. We fell in love. We were flying here and there between Sofia and Vienna for a while. Then he moved to Sofia until I graduated. But the thing is, with our education, we were both lawyers. It's very difficult to change countries. Yeah. And although he speaks pretty good in, uh, pretty good Bulgarian English as well. But, but he's Austrian, Bulgarian. your husband, he's right? Yeah, okay. He's Viennese. He's Austrian. And they said, OK, let's let's try it in Vienna. But I never, as I never just thought, oh, I'm just going to move. So I always wanted to study international law. So I applied at the University of Vienna and I got accepted in this master's degree. And I moved in 2012 for love and for the law. Oh. <laughs> international law. Look at us, two international <laughs> women with Hofa and Löw yes. as surnames. Yes. Um, no, that's lovely. Actually, what I've realized is so many people move to Vienna for love. It's yes. like it doesn't seem like that when you it first is. come here. Absolutely. But that's really a reason. It is. And what was your transition to Vienna like? Was it difficult mm -hmm. for you? Did you have a lot of culture clashes? Um, not so many culture clashes, I would say, but it was difficult for me on a different level. I always knew what I wanted to do. I know I want to be a lawyer since I was nine. Okay. Um, I was always advocating for someone. I was the go-to student at, at school to, you know, get someone out of trouble. And it was always <laughs> very clear to me what I want to do. This was my passion. So for me, that was a really big shock that everything I did and I was very intentional in what I did. I, I was on a career path already when I was 10. I just put a lot um, of my will into it because I enjoyed it so much. And then when I came here, it was suddenly either not enough or too much. Okay. So after I completed my, my master's, which was amazing, I learned from the best people, you know, the ones who crafted international law in the last 50 years. And then I was either overqualified for anything that was not a legal job because I had two master degrees in law or I was underqualified if I wanted to go for a legal position in Austria. 
So that for me, that was a really big slap in the face because I felt like the last 10 years of my life have been wasted. And we were really on a crossroad. Soon in this process, I was looking for a job. I got pregnant. So this was like, okay, so this will be postponed for a while, but it's definitely not over. So for me, that was the bigger, the bigger thing. To, to also maybe not have a standardized that there are a lot of female lawyers here who are no, also... That was, that was a different thing. I was looking into legal offices, although I didn't want to work in a legal office, but still, it would be a start, right? And I go to senior partners and there are no, no women. Yeah. In middle management, I would see maybe one or two. And I was wondering, why is that? Like, where are the women? Because Bulgaria, when it comes to this, it's actually one of the top places in Europe for women in, in leading positions, yeah. which has roots in socialism was not great, but it now led to this. And then finally, when I became a mother, I realized, ah, okay, so (laughs) it's actually how the system (laughs) works here. Women are, because of how it's organized, everything's organized, you're actually unable to properly have a career, at least if you want to have a leading position. Yeah. So that was a different, it's a very different playing field here. Very, very different. And it's very patriarchal as well, which was another surprise to me because I do come from a country um, that's patriarchal, but in a different way. So apparently like you have many ways (laughs) for women to be disempowered. Yeah. Yeah. But we're finding out stories which are like anecdotes, snippets around the city of days which made you feel part of the city or made you love the city or made you hate the city but we want to find out lots of different opinions about yeah. a day what was the day that was very special for you and can you kind of talk us through it mm. give us everything the smells the senses the the emotions that were connected <laughs> to that day yeah it's actually I think connected to this building behind me the library this is where I spent my entire first year Okay. Because I got so much to study <laughs> uh, for the master's degree. So I would arrive here very early, but you had to be very early here, otherwise you would never find the place. Die Wiener Nationalbibliothek ist eine der ältesten Bibliotheken der Welt und beherbergt eine beeindruckende Sammlung von mehr als 12 Millionen Büchern, Handschriften, Karten und anderen kulturellen Artefakten. Die Hofburg dient als Hauptsitz der Bibliothek und ist ein zentraler Ort für Forschung und kulturelle Veranstaltungen in Österreich. I would like leave at seven o'clock and be here at opening time and I I need a pen to write to, and to not to write of course to write to, to study and to remember things. I need to write down things. So I'm coming here with this massive bag of study books and everything but in the match I'm realizing that I have forgotten my pen. <laughs> and I'm freaking out because I cannot study without a pen. So I'm coming here and said, okay, there should be a place where I just can find the pen. And I said, looking, but what do you have here? You know, when you come out of Stefan's Platz, <laughs> you have Kärtnerstrasse and Graven, and there's apparently no Libra, no Pagro, right? But in Bulgaria, you can find small stuff like this in every store. Every store. You go to like a coffee shop like, and you have a pen. Austria right? have specific shops for yes, things. Yes, exactly. That was a very big realization for me that day. So I'm walking here and I remember, oh, but there is this bookstore which is exactly before Hofburg. So I'm just going to go there months. And it's beautiful, right? I mean, it's like, it's this mahagon mm. on the outside. It's just gorgeous. And I enter inside, like really in a hurry. And I see this, you know, the shop assistants, <laughs> they're wearing black suits. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here like, hi, I need a pen, please. And one of them, you cannot imagine the outrage on his face. Like, pen? I was like, yes, I need a pen. And, and he just like, miss. This is a bookstore. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> and bookstores have pens. Like, no. Bookstores have 
books. Oh my! <laughs> like I, th- I don't think I've ever felt small, felt smaller in my life. I was like, cool, yeah. And then the ne- the other one took it was, it was kinder. I was like, maybe try the post office, or there is like um, you know, a, 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 you know, the store for presents and stuff a bit on Kettnerstrasse. I said, okay, I'll go there. I'm heading to the store, and of course, what do we find there? Only. Pens that cost 200 euros or 1,000 euros. I was like, cool, no pens in Austria. So this was for me like to always be prepared. It was both astonishing to me and horrible as well because I felt so dumb. <laughs> and I felt that actually this is very dumb. Like, why do I need to go to a specialized store to buy a pen? We have more like knick-knack shops in England yeah. where you can sort of get everything, everything from yeah. paracetamol yeah. to biros, but not in Austria. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Very specific yeah. what the things have yeah. in that shop. I love that comment. Or like, uh, this is a bookstore, madam. He was so <laughs> outraged. You can, his black suit and everything, you know, in this beautiful interior that has been there for 500 years. And me, you know, like, like going into Russia like a student and yeah, asking for this for a pen. So, yeah. When you first moved here, did you have a bit of a shock? Was it kind of like, where am I? Or did you have the feeling like you had your husband here? Like, did you move here by bus? Did you move here by plane? How did you get here? It was not so shocking because we spent the previous two years flying here Mm -hmm. and there. So I knew part of it. I knew and was really looking forward to it. As I said, I never wanted to be an immigrant. Yeah. Also because where I come from, and this is like the big one of the those unfair and just things like people who come from Western Europe or Western countries, they enjoy the title expats, you know, and people who come from where I come from, this part of the world, we were always immigrants and immigrants have such a negative connotation. Yeah. And I also never wanted to be like, oh, this cliche view of an immigrant. Um, but I never minded coming to Vienna in particular because Bulgaria has this really long-lasting tradition. Even when Bulgaria was part of the Ottoman Empire, um, the wealthy Bulgarians will, will send their children to be educated in Austria in Vienna. And Austria had but they this, had pens. They gave they them had pens. pens. They, from home. <laughs> they were bringing from Bulgaria. <laughs> they were prepared. Yes. They yes. did not I, go into my shops. My parents did not do well. Like... <laughs> I mean, they really failed me. (laughs) (laughs) And what's your relationship like with German? Like, do you speak fluent German? What was your route to integrating into the city with the language? Mm, I think I can give a different answer to this question on, on... On different days, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. I did graduate the German high school in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. I was taught three subjects in German. I was one of the best in my class. So, and then I never touched it. So I graduated, and that was it. I never touched it. I stayed in Bulgaria. I didn't go to study to Germany like most of my my classmates. And then for ten years, nothing. So I did have this. Oh, but you know, it should be there, right? I mean, I'm gonna tap in into it any moment, any any day. Like, and actually, it's been quite difficult. First of all, Austrian German is quite different. Yeah, very. And Viennese is another story. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think it's just it just takes a while. It's also, I guess, because in Vienna, you could get by with English. So that is both good and bad. <laughs> it doesn't really help you speak it, but it does help you feel at home. And do you have any favorite German words that you like to throw into sentences occasionally or you think have interesting meanings? I love the word Zwetschke. Yeah. Die Zwetschke ist eine Obstsorte, die den Pflaumen zugerechnet wird. Sie ist leicht durch ihre längliche Form und violette Farbe zu erkennen. Oft werden Zwetschgen frisch gegessen, aber sie werden auch für die Zubereitung von Kompotten, Marmeladen wie den cremig-fruchtige Povidl und Mehlspeisen verwendet. 
it was one of my first shocks if you asked me about shocks and yeah, tell um, us. so I'm arriving and before we got our apartment we were living with my 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 boyfriend's then his parents and they live in Low Austria in a beautiful house and I'm sitting in this garden I'm like wondering where the hell am I like what's going on like here and then my future mother-in-law comes to me and said machst du zwetschgen and then I like I look around and I see all the trees and I recognize them. I know the words. I know what the fruits from these trees are called, but I see nothing that possibly can be tzvechke. <laughs> nothing. And I look around. I feel so embarrassed. And I go like, I don't know what tzvechke is. And my partner's mom, you don't have tzvechke in Bulgaria? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. What is it? And then she shows me this plum. I was like, oh, it's a plum. And she's like, well, it's what the Germans say, though. Like, we don't say pflaume. Oh, gotcha. So ever since then, <laughs> I do like, Tzvechke is one of my favorite words. Um, I do use the word Tamin. I think it's a very convenient convenient word. Tamin? Uh, I, tamin. Yeah. In Bulgaria, it's just so much more complicated to say Tamin. Yeah, we were talking about this. For some reason. So yeah. I want to get back to your point about difference in words. So there are lots of different words between German and so Austrian. So many. This used to make and me feel so bad. then the riddle continues because yeah. if you go to Burgenland, they call pineapple, uh, erdbeer, and erdbeer, yeah. ananas. They just try to mess with you even yeah. further. Yeah. So it's not even just the German words. It's the words within Austria yes. that are just setting you up to fail, in my opinion. No, absolutely. I actually, my, uh, my mother-in-law comes from Burgenland. And I remember this family event where her mother would come to me and just... I was like, and I looked like this and I, was, I, must, I must have looked terrified. And then she switched to Hochdeutsch and told me... It's fine. You need to learn Viennese. When I moved to Vienna from Burgenland, I too needed to learn Viennese. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that sounds normal. Sounds like a nice, easy route <laughs> into the language. Yeah. So we are outside the National Bibliotheque, which we've heard your brilliant story about needing a pen. <laughs> Do you have any other places in the city that you particularly love and that you have a bond with? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely love Rathaus, the building of Rathaus, particularly in the summer during the film festival. It's my one of my absolute favorite things in Vienna. I think nothing beats, nothing really beats this feeling where you, you're sitting, you're watching an opera or a concert. The Rathaus is somehow more real than the rest of the buildings. And it's night and it's incredible. Yeah. I always remember this night when I watched Carmina Burana. I was very pregnant with my first baby and a storm was coming. So you know how Carmina Burana goes like, doom, 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 doom. And then the storm was bang, bang, bang. And then I had contractions, so I had to leave. <gasps> but I mean, like, prophetic yeah. fallacy. Yes. yes. <laughs> I would just never forget this view. You're sitting yeah. in the houses above you and the sky and the moon and the stars. It's my favorite place. I think favorite that's also time. something which we're realizing now interviewing people. Sometimes you forget the magic of the city that you're yeah, living in. Absolutely. But you just need to look up a lot yeah. of the time here or yeah. hear people's stories about it because it's incredible. Like <laughs> That's it. There's this casual beauty. You go into a side street where there is nothing that you can put on your sightseeing list, but it's gorgeous. It's and gorgeous anyway. And do you feel very connected to Vienna as a city now? What are the things that you love about this city? I do. Um, I always, when someone asks me, like, do you like living in Austria? I was like, like, no, but I love living in Vienna. Like, okay. I can't say much about Austria, you know? I'm, yeah. I still feel like a tourist when it comes to Austria. But Vienna, I absolutely love. I love the diversity. I love, and this, this is probably also me and my work, because I work with the international community, but I just... I meet such interesting people all the time. I love how this beautiful city becomes just 
a regular landscape for us. Like, we, I still rush to pick up my kids and I still rush to work. And and we're doing that <clears> all <throat> in front of a pretty epic backdrop. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it, it's just so casual. I remember this one New Year's Eve where we went to a party in one of the palais and you had the, all the portraits. I'm like, how is this allowed? <laughs> like, how are we allowed to party here? So I, I love this about Vienna. What about this contradiction? One of my favorite things about Vienna is actually the old Viennese people. I love how your life continues past the point of retirement, how much they enjoy life. Yeah. Um, they can yeah. also get around the city so much, yes. you know? The accessibility. Like that's also the accessibility. Yes. I think that yeah. really changes the old people's uh, perspective. Yeah. They've got something to say in the city. They're not just yeah. staying at home. No, 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 definitely not. No. I love the cafes are full with elderly people. I love seeing this on a random evening during the week. You see these people in their 70s dressed beautifully going to the opera and enjoying a drink before that. Yeah, yeah. just normal people. Just no- But yeah. that's the thing, that's, they're normal yeah. people. Bodenständig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this, these are things that I really love about it. I love how social Vienna is as well. That's very important to me. I think it strikes this very difficult balance between having good economy and being social yeah McLena, thank you so much for joining us in the freezing cold today outside the National Bibliothèque. Thank you for inviting me. It's been so lovely to hear your interesting stories about the city that we love so much. Thank you. Thank you. You love Vienna too and want to learn German? Inis Vienna will get you there. Vienna's best language school offers a variety of courses and trainings at different levels, at different times and at different intensities. All information about Innes Vienna and today's guests can be found in the show notes. And there we also explain all other German words, terms and Viennese areas from this episode. Thanks for listening. Auf Wiederhören.